we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about self-optimization, which is a reoccurring and authentic theme of going your own way. Those who are new to the belief or philosophy sometimes incorrectly believe it's all about misogyny, and it's all coming from a perspective of being dumped recently or divorce-raped or whatever it is, and then you stumble upon some branch of the manosphere, and the content might be somewhat misogynistic or overtly misogynistic, and this is a complete misrepresentation of what going your own way is about. Going your own way has nothing to do with hating people. And by the way, I apologize if the audio uh, for Friday's episode was, was suboptimal. It's not about hating women. I mean, we would not appreciate content that's misandrist, that's hating men and misrepresenting men. What MGTOW is really about is is you optimizing all aspects of your life and lowering high-level risk. Now, some would say, well, then you can't do investments. I'm not saying that. But what's the biggest risk to your life, arguably, is marriage in terms of, of the amount of assets you can lose and the psychological and emotional toll that it takes particular if you have children and you lose the children. So part of optimizing your life and minimizing risk is just understanding and acknowledging that marriage is highly perilous. But it's not misogynistic. If you look at the cluster B personality disorders, there's four of them. They're equally distributed among men and women. Women tend to gravitate more toward the borderline histrionic, men toward the narcissistic and antisocial. So if we have episodes saying that, oh, watch out for, for these characteristics of borderline women, there should be nothing wrong with that because there's nothing wrong with a woman having an episode, and there's plenty of them on YouTube, I'm sure, of watch out for narcissistic men. Right? But either way, today we're going to talk about sports, which is a, a kind of a segue pivot. The reason I bring this up is because clearly uh, some of you know and some of you know acutely that the NFL wildcard round was uh, this last weekend. And I think there's actually a game today, tonight. And I really want you to look in the mirror today because there is, a, I would say, a small segment of men who don't use alcohol as a crutch. There is an even smaller segment of men who don't drink at all. Typically, these are men that are children of alcoholics or just men that maybe never developed a habit because when they were younger, they didn't go to parties and never took up the bottle. And once you reach a certain age where your your frontal lobe is fully formed in your mid-20s, the idea of, of binge drinking kind of goes out the window because you realize it's pernicious to your health and also just like, what's the point? But many of you are not in those two situations. 
And I, I would say that some of you do have alcoholics in your family, yet you still continue to drink. But a large majority of men drink because it's a habit that they picked up in high school. Again, this is why periods always exhort kids to watch out for peer pressure. You picked it up and it was not good for you. And then in college, you drank probably more to excess. And then it's just a residual habit. Now, there are people who can have a glass of wine or a beer and that's it. And stop. Moderation. If you look scripturally, alcoholism is forbidden. I mean, drunkenness, I should say, is clearly listed as many times as things that we should avoid. But drinking in itself is not. Look at the wedding at Cana. They drank at wedding parties. They drank at the Last Supper. There's several examples in the Old Testament of drinking alcohol, but to excess is a problem. So this episode's really geared toward some of you men who are waking up today with a hangover. Some of you men who on the weekends, not even football related, I just use football because of this is a big weekend of, of beer consumption, who maybe don't drink a lot during the week or you have a beer or two at night, but then on the weekend, starting at noon or whenever you have lunch, you're, you're, you want to have a constant buzz throughout the whole weekend. Starting with college football Saturday, pro football Sunday. And I would tell you, this is not good. You're alcohol dependent. Now, what's the difference between alcohol dependence and alcoholism? Alcoholism, the definition of it isn't, isn't a certain amount of alcohol that you consume in a given week or month. It's about how it's affecting relationships in your life. So in particular, work. Can you hold on a job? How is it affecting your, your interpersonal relationships? Alcohol dependence is actually quantified, and we have past episodes on this, but if you drink, if you're a woman and consume more than 10 drinks of alcohol a week, you're alcohol dependent. And if you're a man, it's 14. Now, you know, if you're a, a disc jockey on a horse, maybe it's going to be closer to 10 given the weight. But for men, it's 14. For women, it's 10. Now, I want you to look in the mirror. Tea break here. How many of you are reaching that limit? How many of you are reaching that limit just on the weekend? And look, you look at women, 10 drinks a week. That's easy if you're doing the Cougar Town. Remember that old Courtney Cox show, that glorified red wine drinking or Cersei Lannister on Game of Thrones. If you have a, a big glass of wine every night, that's really two servings. But let's say it's one. You're doing that every night. You're already hitting seven. And that's just one drink. So what is really impelling you to excess of alcohol? And I would, I would extrapolate this out to drugs. If any of you smoke pot all the time, most of the time when we talk about drugs, it's going to be pot. I mean, the heroin addicts and, and so forth are relatively rare and their lives are just a complete mess. But even with pot, you know, what is really causing you to turn to this? Because it is a crutch. It is a crutch. And you, you'll hear like the superficial answers. Well, I just need to wind down. I had a hard day on the job. I need to wind down. I need to relax. But what is it really? Right? It's escapism. It's escapism. And it's a coping mechanism that ends up hurting you more than whatever the stress that is inducing you to drink causes. And what ends up happening with substance abuse is, of course, you become a slave to it alcohol dependent. 
Oh, that's not true. I won't be a slave. Okay, well, stop drinking completely. You know, your body develops a tolerance to it. Stop drinking completely. So yesterday, you know, I take walks throughout the day or you go to the grocery store and you see these guys just loading up on just cases of beer. And then, you know, there's that certain look that somebody's face gets when they are alcohol, you know, alcoholic uh, consuming, you know, the, the ruddy face, the red face, the beer gut, the, the kind of bloated look on the face, the eyes, you know, you can tell that they have alcohol issues. So it, it doesn't make you look good. It's not attractive, despite what the Budweiser and Coors commercials always tell you during football games, where it's the schlubby dude, because that's their target. But they always make sure the schlubby dude has a hot wife, which is completely unrealistic. It's completely unrealistic. But it's going to hurt your health. But you continue to drink it. Because why? You need to be in an altered state. right? That's why you're drinking to excess. Now, the question is, why do you need to be in an altered state? So again, it's it's like the naturopathic approach to medicine. You go to an allopathic or regular doctor. You know, I have reflux. Oh, okay. And how do they, quote, treat it? With drugs, right? But that doesn't really treat it. They'll give you an antacid, which just lowers the the heat, so to speak, of your hydrochloric acid in your stomach. But it's not causing the the gastroesophageal sphincter, the cardiac sphincter, to close, which is causing the heartburn. So whereas a naturopathic doctor will be like, okay, well, why is it staying open? Or like with periods. A woman has a very bad period. They put them on the pill. Now go to a naturopathic doctor. The doctor will be like, okay, so why are you having the, the, the irregular periods, the bad periods? So let's figure it out. It's the same thing here. So a lot of men look. I'm, I'm stressed. Well, that's not good enough, sir, because drinking high amounts of alcohol shortens your life expectancy. I mean, we we know this about the liver, which is the washing machine of the body, but you might not know it. It is a class one carcinogen. Raises your chances of getting all types of cancer. And increases your chances of cardiovascular incidences, and it lowers your life expectancy, depending on what study you look at, seven to ten years. So no. It is better to be honest with yourself. Gregory, I'm not an alcoholic. I get along with everybody. I just have drinks. I'm not saying you're an alcoholic, my friend. I'm saying that you're alcohol dependent. And there is an objective criteria for that. 14 drinks a week. So just look look at yourself. Count them up. If you're over 14, you're alcohol dependent. It's just better to be honest with yourself about it. What can you do about it? I don't know. I don't have this problem, thank God. I was the son of an alcoholic. But sons of alcoholic go one of two ways, depending on, on if their father was a functional, successful person. Some sons and daughters will drink just as much as their father or mother did because they don't think it was a problem because they developed the same problem when they were younger. So they're in complete denial. The other kids don't drink at all because they saw how, how bad it was. So I was in the latter and uh, I've never been drunk. Now, my ex would tell me I've been drunk once, but I've never been drunk. And, you know, blessed my ex-wife, she never drank. So I was with her for 19 years. So we never drank. So, I mean, that's one of the blessings. If you are looking for a spouse, if you're young, and try to find somebody who doesn't drink. And, and conversely, we have this episode on red flags on first dates. If you go on a date and a woman's drunk on the first date, that's not a good sign because normally on the first date, you're putting your best foot forward. You're trying to come off like you're not a train wreck. But if they're getting drunk on the first date, all bets are off. 
I mean, that's what you're getting. That's what you're getting. You think she's really going to clean herself up after that? No, that's what you're getting with her. So certainly, if you guys aren't familiar with this, marrying an addict or even a lapsed addict, you're asking for problems. You are. It's better to stay away from it. Well, Gregory, everybody drinks. Well, you know, try harder. Go to the, the Christian sites or something. I don't know. The Mormon sites, for all I know. Tea break. So, guys, in closing, look. MGTOW isn't about hating women. It's about fixing yourself. We have different episodes here on fixing your finances and fixing your, your physical shape. But psychological and emotional are important. And most of the times, if you're alcohol dependent and you know who you are, if you are, it's because of childhood trauma. And it's because you have a hole that you need to fill that wasn't filled when you were a child. You didn't get nurturance, for example, by your mother or from your father, or you were abused and you haven't dealt with it or whatever it is. There's a host of things. You saw some, you have some PTSD event. But okay, what are you going to do about it? You know, just just sitting around and, oh, you know, I drink too much. Uh, it's going to kill my life by 10 years. No, that's not enough. That, that's a victim mentality. And we have episodes here on how that's, that's a wuss mentality. Fix it. If you have kids and you're married, especially, fix it. But even if you're not, fix it. You're better than that. You deserve better than that. So do the deep work. Figure out why you're drinking. It is, a, it is a master to you. You are a slave to it, whether or not you want to see it that way or not. And imagine on one level how happy you would be, how free you would feel if you weren't addicted anymore uh, to the alcohol. And the next time wild card season rolls around, wild card weekend next year, maybe you can read a point where maybe you just have that one beer and that's it because that's really all you need. And really, beer is disgusting. It tastes like garbage no one to be drinking if it didn't get them drunk but your one when your one mixed drink or your one uh, glass of wine that's it that's all you need that's all you need guys if you appreciate my content please post an honest review it only take you four seconds you can only do it if you have an apple product also there's two links in the episode notes one's for paypal which would help you help me to help you Make a little donation help to defray the cost of hosting this on a server because as you can tell, I make no money from this because there's no ads. And also there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, which is the website, which has all the articles, all the episodes, all the recipes, and all the good stuff that I talk about here. Lastly, please subscribe or follow to the three feeds that we have here. The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, Confessions of an Obese Child, and of course, The Awakened Man. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.